Hello and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. In all you're getting, get understanding with ministry coach and empowerment speaker, Dr. Tracy Lewis. Dr. Lewis is an author, minister, coach, and human development entrepreneur. She is also the chief apostle and founder of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries Incorporated USA. Dr. Lewis has traveled to many countries bringing the gospel and establishing over 20 churches in other nations. Her scope of work over the past 35 years through missions, messages, and podcasts has circled the globe. Dr. Tracy's authenticity and simple approach to the message of the gospel makes her voice relevant to all generations. She believes that finding one's purpose and destiny is necessary and desires to help equip you to grow in knowledge and the gifts that God has given you as an individual, regardless of age, ethnicity, descent, or class to fulfill your destiny. Get ready to be challenged to make life-altering truths that will cause you to become the best you you can be. Hello, friends, and welcome to Ministry Movement Moments. I'm Dr. Tracy Lewis, and I am so grateful that you joined us on this podcast today. You know, our focus is that we will help promote biblical teaching and training for those who feel called to the fivefold ministry, both locally and globally. And we want to support you with leadership training, support for those that are called by God with our videos, our podcasts, our radio programs, and even personal visits to empower you in the work that you are doing wherever the Lord may have you. What has God called you to do? Has he called you into the fivefold ministry? You say, what is the fivefold ministry? Maybe you're new in the Lord, but you feel like you want to do a work for him and no one's ever told you what the fivefold ministries are. Well, the Bible talks about them very clearly and it tells us that some are called to be apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers, and prophets. So you may fall into one of those fivefold ministry gifts. The first thing we have to do is to understand that our life is not our own and that God has designed and called us for a divine purpose. I want to talk today about living a life controlled by the Spirit as a leader, as one who is being prepared for the works of the Lord. We must understand that God, by sending his son, Jesus Christ, in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering for us, he made a way for us to live according not to the sinful nature, but now according to the spirit of God in Christ Jesus. In fact, the word of God says that the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And what that law was powerless to do, we know that Jesus came and did for us. But I want us to look in the book of Romans and look at a few verses today about how to live that life led by the Spirit of God and live life through the Spirit. In John chapter 14 and John chapter 16, we are told the importance Jesus taught how very important the work of the Holy Spirit was in the life of a believer and in the life of a leader. So if you've never studied out those chapters, I encourage you to go to them. We don't have time to cover them today, but that would be John chapter 14 and John chapter 16. And at a later date, we'll look at those things as we teach the word of God to you. But we're going to look now in Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. 
So my first question to you as a leader of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is your mind set on what the Spirit desires? In verse 6 and verse 7, it tells us how to determine whether or not our mind is set in the right location. Verse 6 says, The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God and does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Verse 9, You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, and your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Verse 11, And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his Spirit who lives in you. And we'll end with verse 12. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. Let's go down to 13 and 14. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, and by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. One of the things we have to understand if we're ever going to be a leader and ever going to be a teacher of the Word of God, walk in the fivefold ministry offices that I expressed to you just a couple of minutes ago, we must live a life that is no longer carnal or after the flesh, but live a life that is led by the Spirit of God. One of the indications that we are living a life controlled by the Spirit is that our life has the fruits of life, things that are productive, things that are producing, life-giving, right? Joy, strength, goodness, gentleness, kindness, meekness. The life is in the fruit of the Spirit, which is in Galatians 5.22 where it tells us that these are the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, and self-control. As we walk in the ministry and as we begin to fulfill the will of God for our life, understand that our mind, mind being our soulish realm, which would be our will, our emotions, our intellect, and our imagination, all have to be set Now, when you think about something being set, I often think of concrete, cement, that when concrete is mixed and when it is formed, then we pour it out and then it has to be set. And what that means, it has to harden, it has to become strong. And once cement dries, it's going to take an awful lot to break it up. It's going to take an awful lot to destroy it in any kind of way. If you're going to do a work for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're going to be a teacher of the word of God, if you're going to be a pastor of the sheep of God, if you're going to be apostle who sent to different unreached areas of the world and to break new grounds and to start new works, if you're going to be a prophet and be used of the Lord to speak into the lives of other people, 
you have to first become a man or a woman of integrity, a man or a woman who is not led by carnality or fleshly desires, but walks after the spirit. And we see that we don't walk this life controlled by the spirit on our own. First, we set our minds on what the spirit desires. How does one set their mind on what the spirit desires? We set our minds on what the spirit desires by thinking on the things that the word of God tells us to think on. The things that are lovely, the things that are honest, the things that are pure, the things that are of good report. Thinking on the word of God, renewing our mind by the washing of the water of the word of God then we will no longer be controlled by our sinful nature. We will begin to be controlled by the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. And the Word of God tells us very clearly here, if we don't have the Spirit of Christ living in us, we do not belong to Christ. So even for those of you that are battling and struggling with some of your church members that are causing dissension, causing division, you must ask yourself, what is that person's mind set on? What is their heart set upon? What is their will set upon? What are their emotions look like? What are their imaginations look like? What are they thinking on? Is there fruit and evidence of life and peace in their life? Or do they actually only have a form of religion and are denying the power of God? You as a shepherd then can begin to lead them out of that place of carnality into a life that is controlled by the Spirit of God. Because as we come into Christ, our body may be dead because of sin, but our spirit is alive because of Jesus Christ and through the power of his spirit. So it's not our own power that purifies us. It's not our own power that we're able to set our mind on things above, but it is the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Remember when Jesus said, it's not the works that I do, but it's the father in me. He doeth the work. And when I go away, I'm going to send the power of the Spirit back to you so you can do what I'm doing and even greater works than these shall you do. He said, the works that I do are not my works at all. They're the works of the Father working in me. And he then began to express and explain to them that this working of God was coming to him through the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit in his life. So we have to get to that place as leaders that we walk the walk of a believer. What is the walk of a believer? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, and I'm going to read this out of the TPT version. I'll begin with verse 7. For we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. We live with a joyful confidence, yet at the same time, we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be at home with the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we make our life's passion to live our lives pleasing Him. Are you living your life to please Him? That's what the life of a believer does. A life of a believer lives a life that is contrary to the world and not conformed to the pattern of this world, but renewed by the transforming of our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And then we live like a believer should live. Let's look at Matthew 11 and verse 29, where we see in the scripture, Jesus answered, 
in Matthew eleven twenty nine, he said simply, join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you will discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Other translations, he said, take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Become acquainted with the Lord. So a believer's walk, first of all, makes a determination that they want to live a life pleasing to God. Second, that they understand that they must join their life to the vine, Christ Jesus, and to live a life and discover his gentleness, his humility, and his ability to be pleased. And as we do that, then we also will want to live that kind of life. And then we also look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse 19. Let me read that to you. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 19 says, For through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. My old identity has been crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My life, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. I love that part of that verse where it says, he is dispensing his life into mine. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the love of Christ dwell in you richly. Let Christ enter your life richly, my friend, because a believer's walk is an important walk. Amen. A believer. See, you have to first be a believer before you can be a leader. Many people want to get saved and the next day they want to go and serve the Lord. And and we want you to serve the Lord as you come to know Christ Jesus. Amen. But you also have to first learn how to walk in the ways of the Lord. Learn how to walk in the truth of God. Let me read this other scripture to you out of Psalms chapter 26 and verse 3, which says, I will never lose sight of your steadfast love for me. Your faithfulness has steadied my steps. We can only begin to walk in this kind of truth with God and understand that his faithfulness steadies our steps by taking time to walk with him. So we cannot just be saved one day and the next day we're in the full-time ministry. No, it's a process of growing in a relationship with God. It's a process in being used of the Lord and recognizing his faithfulness in difficult times. In fact, Psalm 86 verse 2, guard my life for I am your faithful friend, your loyal servant for life. I turn to you in faith, my God, my hero, come and rescue me. Lord God, hear my constant cry for help. Show me your favor and bring me your fountain of grace. Restore joy to your loving servant once again, for all I am is yours, O God. Lord, you are so good to me. 
so kind in every way and ready to forgive. For your grace fountain keeps overflowing, drenching all your devoted lovers who pray to you. Now let's go down to verse 11. Let me start with verse 10. You are the one and only God. What miracles, what wonders, what greatness belongs to you? Now look at verse 11. Teach me more about you, how you work and how you move so that I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. Until I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. With all my heart and passion, I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name always and forever. I just love that part where the psalmist said, teach me more about you. Teach me how you work. Teach me how you move. The ways that we find out how God works and how God moves is by spending time with him. And the reason for that is so that we can walk onward in truth until everything we say Everything we do will bring glory and honor to his name. Can you say hallelujah? God wants to work a work in your life today, my friend. Spend time setting your mind on those things that the Spirit desires. Walk the believer's walk. Begin to understand the spiritual liberty that you have been given that is spoken of also in Romans 8 verse 21. I'm going to read that out of the TPT version. Romans chapter 8, verse 21. All creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. So we have to live in that place of the expectance of our spiritual liberty, the expectance of being everything God has designed for us to be. When we live that way, we will be the strongest leaders possible to the world around us. Amen? And remember that Romans 5.21 says, Just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin-conquering grace will reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and our Messiah. Carnality has to go in our lives, my friend. We must set our minds on what the Spirit desires and live a life of life and peace, a life controlled by the Holy Spirit. For you to be a good leader, for you to be one whom the Father can use for His glory, you must live in your spiritual liberty and walk as a believer walks, pleasing the Lord in all that you say and all that you do, bringing glory to His name and thinking and allowing the Holy Spirit to control what your mind is set upon, that you might be carriers of life and peace. I'm Dr. Tracy Lewis, and this is Ministry Movement Moments, and we pray that you will join us again on another broadcast. May God richly bless your life and your ministry. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 
We here at ministrymovementmoments.org and growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com want to thank you for engaging in this broadcast. Dr. Lewis is always honored and grateful that you would take time out of your life to grow and receive each thought-provoking message she brings. Please reach out to us by visiting our websites, ministrymovementmoments.org or www.growingdiscoveriesoutreach.com. While you're there, take time to look at all the additional tools available to become whole and healthy and fulfill your own personal destiny. We also invite you to sign up there on our mailing list to receive further announcements of events and be notified when Dr. Lewis will be coming to your area. Once again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And as we always say, in all you're getting, get understanding. If this session was helpful to you, please like, share, and invite others opportunity to receive the same strength and support in their journey as you have today. If you would like to support mission partners and projects around the world, please visit our site and make your donation today. We can do more together than we can ever do alone. May God be glorified in all we do. Amen. Amen.